Hey kids, this is me, I see Robots, and we're back for another super exciting, super fun episode of World's Famous. This time around, we're going to talk about some Hollywood celebrity cards, we're going to open up a G.I. Joe, and then all kinds of offbeat shenanigans will follow. This is going to be great. Grandmaster Grandpa, take that beat. OKIC Robot, Let's Get This Party Started Right, Let's Get This Party Started Quickly. This is World's Famous with IC Robot. After picking up Derek, he and ISR in a box truck heading to the city to acquire some Tab Cola. Alright man, let's bone out. Uh, make, make sure to buckle up Derek, I'm not too hot on driving this truck. Yeah man, for sure. I always buckle up, bro. So dude, wh what happened? Tell me, tell me the story. How, how did you get the uh, tower plugged back in? I mean, basically I crashed near the Safeway and jogged over to the tower. Then I went up to the roof and I saw that the broadcast thing Ed was talking about was unplugged so I plugged it in. Then a bunch of lights came on and I went and found some cubes. Hold on, uh, you're eating cubes again? Wait, let, let me turn the radio on. Hey, FRC San Francisco! With the best music in stereo! 7 o'clock Chicago Burning Rubber! Oh, snap, KFRC, dude, I love KFRC. So, you're eating cubes again, Derek? Why, why are you back on cubes? I, I do have to admit, though, you you look a lot less green. You're back more toward your normal tan tone. Yeah, man, for sure. Once I ate a couple cubes, I felt way normal again. Up until today, I hadn't had a cube in like three days. I was feeling pretty crummy. I feel much better now, though. That's some, like, straight junky behavior, my dude. You gotta get over that mindset. I don't know, dude, but, like, I think that if you try to cut cubes cold turkey, you might go full zombie. I hope that once we get that tab cola, you'll, you'll, you'll drink some of it and get, uh, you know, get past this. I might. I haven't really decided yet, plus I've never tried tab before, and I hear it's pretty bad in the flavor department. My favorite soda is Diet Baja Blast. It's so good. Does tab come in Baja Blast flavor? If it did, I might give it a shot. I, I honestly, I don't, I don't know if they ever had flavored tab. They made it made a lemon, I guess. I, I'm not, I'm not really, really sure, honestly. The, the flavor tab is kind of bitter. Imagine like uh, a less sweet sort of soda, like a cola, less sweet cola. That guy should chill out. What's his problem? Anyway, that does not sound good at all, dude. I really like Baja flavor. It's sweet, but also other things too. Know what would be great? Nah, I don't know, but what would be great? A Baja flavored food cube. They should make one of those. Dude, that doesn't sound great at all. These food cubes, man, you're obsessed. You need to get more obsessed with like other things, like fun things, like collecting G.I. Joes or like non-sport trading cards. Those things are cool if you like that sort of stuff, I guess. Look, it's the Golden Gate Bridge. We are almost there. Hold on, there are a couple of weird looking dudes on motorcycles next to us in a black van. Hold on man, let me uh... Oh jeez, those are uh, those are Poochonic's uh, road cycles. They're, they're here to stop us from getting the tab. We better hit it, let's go! Return to Earth. 
open a pack of weird trading cards. You know, Jack Nicholson, man, I'm going to order a bacon and lettuce and tomato sandwich, but hold the lettuce, man. Hold it between your knees. Jack Nicholson, man. Hollywood Walk of Fame. Trading Cards. Hey, this is me, your dude, Dicey Robots, and we are back for another, uh, well, we're going to take a look at a pack of trading cards I picked up on the online. This is a pack of cards by the company Starline. It is called the Hollywood Walk of Fame Official Trading Cards. I, I think I paid like a dollar each for these. You can get a whole box. You can get an entire box of this set for like 20, 25 bucks on the online. Basically, basically what it is, is a series of Hollywood actor cards. I did... I did like a small bit of digging and it looks like the gem of the set is card number 148 which is this is the Betty White rookie card. There's actually factually like sold listings for this on the eBay right now. Somebody paid 35 bucks for this card like very very recently. I would buy like a whole pack of cards, open them up and maybe get like one, two or three Betty Whites, but that's just like that's just me. I I think what I am looking for in this set is card number 151, which is the trading card rookie of Buck Owen. There's one of her instrumental songs called Buckaroo. I am a gigantic Buck Owen fan. I love that Bakersfield sound. I love his short little pop tunes in my mind. I think that Buck Owens is comparable to anybody that's ever lived as far as like writing a snappy little pop song. Dude was a genius. But let's uh let's take a look. The card set is let's see how many cards. I think there's there's a lot of cards in this to be honest. I think there's I think there's uh man, there is a lot. There are 250 cards, but like four of them are checklists. Let's let's just go ahead and bust in. Let's see what uh Let's see what we got. The cards come in like a silver foil pack, a plastic pack that was popular. We're going to use those Vidal Sassoon snips. Going to cut these open. We're going to open two packs. It's going to be a twofer. The first one we got here is Eva Gabor from uh, from Green Acres. I used to watch a lot of Green Acres. That was a show that aired on uh, my beloved TV 50. Like It felt like nonstop, and I would see this show all the time. I still, I still have a warm spot in my heart for that. Up next is Red Skelton. I honestly don't have any recollections of Red Skelton as a performer. I'm aware of his existence, but I don't, I don't know, uh, I don't know a lot about the guy. He's one of those dudes that you would hear the name of when you were a kid, but like, like Jimmy Durante. Remember that guy with the, ha -cha -cha -cha? and you'd always like see his name in cartoons, but you're like, who is this guy? I have no idea. Next, next up on the list is uh, Pee Wee Herman. This is not... The Pee Wee Herman rookie card. That was with the Pee Wee's Playhouse cards that came out a couple a couple years before in 1988. But it's still, it's a cool card. Nice shot of Pee Wee, I gotta admit. I wasn't like super into Pee Wee Herman back in the day. He kind of, he kind of creeped me out. I recognize him as like a talent, like a cool guy and everything. But like, the character of Pee Wee tripped me out. And the show, the show was cool. Pee Wee's Playhouse obviously was cool. But like, it really, it just like really tripped me out. It wasn't in the mindset for that kind of thing back then. Nowadays, I, re I definitely like... I appreciate it as like art, but back then it was just, it was just too weird for me. Then we have George P. 
Pappard. Card number 91, George Pappard, who you might know as uh, Hannibal on the A-Team. That's where I definitely, definitely know him from. Let's take a look. George Pappard, card number 91, I'm sure. Yeah, his rookie card is 1983-18, card number one, introducing the team. Then we got Kim Novak. I'm not entirely... I know who she is. Miss Novak is a great-looking blonde, made her film debut in the 1954 film Fuft, P-H-F-F-T, Fuft. Her other credits include The Man with the Golden Arm, Picnic, Joey Ingalls, Pal Joey, Blood, blah, blah. Oh, Vertigo. She was in Vertigo. Kim Novak. Doi. That's who that is. I gotta admit, man, my knowledge of, like, old-timey films is not as great as it should be. My knowledge kind of starts in, like, the 70s, you know, like... With uh, those kind of things, I, I just, like, I don't dip that far into the 50s. But that's that's a fault of mine. I'm not saying that these things are whack. I'm just saying I don't have the knowledge in that area. Then we got Jane, uh, Joanne Woodward. Joanne Woodward here uh, is known from, oh, she's an Oscar award winner for The Three Faces of Eve. Let's set that aside. Couldn't care less. Up next is Larry Hagman, card number 50. Larry Hagman. Let's take a look here. I'm sure there was Dallas cards, but uh, we'll just do like a double check just to make sure. Yeah, 1981, Donruss came up with a set of um, Donruss cards. Number two is the first appearance of J.R. Ewing, a.k.a. Larry Hagman. Man, I've never seen an episode of Dallas. I mean, I may have seen one like uh, in, the, in the periphery, like being in the room when my grandparents were watching it or something, but like I remember that whole thing with like who shot J.R. That was such a big deal. I remember kids at school wearing shirts that were like, who shot JR? And having like buttons with like, who shot JR? And now I think back, like, they really got these uh, pieces of merchandise out there quickly. Because like, they aired the show, and then they had the off season, then they came back, and they, they really pooped these out into the store really quick. Next is card number 215, Phyllis Diller. Phyllis Diller is another one of those people who I'm not really, not really sure like what her big credits are. She was on the Jack Parr show. She had the Phyllis Diller show. She was in a number of films. This is card number 215. Let's uh, let's take a look. No, she was in a series of cards. Well, this is a tough one. They came out with a series of uh, playing cards. You know, like uh, the kinds you would play like uh, Canasta with or poker or whatever. And in 1991, she was on those cards. But this is her first actual trading card. So we're going to call this the Phyllis Diller rookie card. Up next is Guy Madison. Uh, again, another guy I'm not familiar with. He's best known as the star of TV's The Adventures of Wild Bill Hickok. We'll put him over here. Oh, Scatman Carruthers. That was a dude who I would see in all these shows. Like, I knew fully who Scatman Carruthers was, but I, I never knew, like, like, what he was known for. I just would see him in, like, shows and things, and I always thought he was a cool guy, but, like, again, he was like this Jimmy Durante. I'm like, who is this person? Let's, um, see. He's card number... 176, Scatman Carruthers. I wonder, wonder where he got that name, Scatman. That's not a, not a great one when you think about what Scat, what Scat is. But uh, this is uh, the rookie card of the Scatman. The Scatman. We got Roy Rogers. I'm certain this is not the rookie card of Roy Rogers. Man, these, these old timey cowboy films are wild. It was like, they portrayed the West as being so clean and so neat. I mean, guys are wearing white. Guys are wearing bangles. I feel certain. That back in the Old West, there was no such thing as white clothes. I mean, maybe like when something was initially brand new, but I, I can't even imagine anything stayed white past the first few days. And we got Mark Godson. He is a producer of TV shows including The Names the Same, Beat the Clock, 
What's My Line, and The Match Game. Da, da, da. Nothing fun in that one. Best one's probably probably the Phyllis Dill. But let's um let's use the scissors. Vidal Sassoon, shout out to you. We're going to bust into these. The first one on here is Lee Strasberg, who I am not familiar with. Let's take a look at Lee Strasberg. Acting teacher who greatly influenced the, teaching, the careers of Marlon Brando. That's cool. An acting teacher. Then we got Michael and Sara. This is the chief. He played Chief Cochise on TV's Broken Arrow. He was also in Buck Rogers. Oh, I recognize him from Buck Rogers in uh, the 25th century. That's that's totally true. He was an older gent at the time, but I definitely recognize him. Cool card. We'll sit that one there. We're not doing so great so far, guys. And we got Douglas Fairbanks Jr., actor, suave and debonair, star of the 30s. Couldn't care less. Then we got Joan Fontaine. She won the Best Actress for her role in Suspicion. Nominated twice in 40 and 42. Too many old-timey guys. I guess that's what I what I should have known going in. Oh, here's Jack Lemmon. The legendary Jack Lemmon. One of Hollywood's most beloved actors. Let's take a look. This is card number two. Good old Jack Lemmon. The beloved Jack Lemmon. Jack Lemmon. Let's take a look. Jack Lemmon, card number two. And is, um... He first appeared in some gum cards. What is this back in 1958? Dutch gum. What is that set? I'm not even familiar. Oh, these are like old, tiny cards with like hand-drawn art. Very cool. I should I should get some of those, but um, no uh, on that. Roy Clark. Oh, here's Roy Clark, a uh, alum of good old Hee Haw. We didn't get the Hee Haw guy that we wanted. We want the Buck Owens, but the Roy Clark, the Roy Clark is pretty good. These guys were like... Like, Roy Clark and Buck Owens were musical geniuses, but, like, being on, a uh, being on Hee Haw really did hurt their careers. Oh, here's Angie Dickinson. That's a good one. Um, I feel like we're striking out on this. Angie Dickinson from Police Woman. Then we got Mala Powers. I don't even know who that is. Hollywood star of the 50s and 60s. For you guys who are into the old-timey films, you probably hear me going, I don't even know who that is. And you're like, God, I see you are such an idiot. I apologize for being an idiot. I I came in unprepared. It's early. This is Saturday morning right now. Um, I lost a whole day. I lost a whole day yesterday. We had plumbers. We, we had a drippy faucet. And the guy came initially to fix the drippy faucet. And he twisted it too hard. And he broke it. This was the shower. And he broke the, the shower uh, uh, pipe. And we had to wait a couple more weeks for him to come back and fix it. So we, we didn't have a shower for a week. We only had a bathtub, which is fine. As long as you got something, you're fine. But, uh... Then he, he was late, which isn't his fault. I realize you have different um, different jobs during the day, and I appreciate it, but man, I spent the whole day just, like, waiting for homie. You know how it is when you're waiting for these guys? You can't, like, you can't, like, dip into anything, because the second you start focusing on a project, that's when they're going to show up. That was that was my yesterday. So, here we are today, opening up cards, kind of bombing. Now we have Mitch Miller, best known as the TV host of Sing Along with Mitch. Never heard of it. Dick Van Patten and Jerry Lewis kind of finish up the set. I feel like, I feel like we clunked straight into the garbage. You go, we're only going to keep the Scat Man and the Phyllis Diller. Honestly, I don't really want either of these two. I'm not trying to be negative about this. I was really just hoping for the one. I really wanted that Buck Owens card. That's all I wanted. Now, the fact of the matter is it's a dollar card on the online. And if I wanted, I can go get it. But I wanted to pull it from a pack on the show because I planned on expounding on the genius of Buck Owens. Uh, alas... Go uh go look it up for yourself. Let's move forward in the show. What a 
What a clunk of a segment. I apologize. We're going to move forward. We're going to open a G.I. Joe. That's going to be fun. Let's go check that out. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But first, a word from show sponsor, the king of jewelry, the jewelry of kings, Chanel. And now a pet advertisement from Chanel. When you were still in cave, Chanel was mining gold and polishing diamonds. Une nuit que we have been making jewelry since the time of Neanderthalman. When I was eating raw dinosaur meat, we were creating crowns for all the kings of Europe. Of which we are one as well. Chanel, the, the king, king of, of jewelry, jewelry, the jewelry, jewelry of kings. kings. 10% off using promo code IC robots. Our next bit of information is on IC Robot's recent purchase of a G.I. Joe figure of some sort. Let's hear something about that. If you insist. Let's hear something about that. If you I do actually factually insist. Check it out, man. I was over at the Target in Ronard Park, Rodent Parts, and I came across the new wave of G.I. Joe reactions. The ones that I have been looking for. The, the wave that includes Duke, includes Major Blood, includes a Sailor, includes a Game Master Drone, includes a uh, blue version of Snake Eyes, and includes the guy that I have right here in my hand. The guy that goes by the name of Storm Shadow. Storm Shadow is one of the top two, I would say, one of the top two characters in all of a G.I. Jodum. Him and Snake Eyes, and then I would go Duke, Scarlet, and like so on and so forth uh, down the down the list till we get to the bottom, the bottom character, of course, being uh, Zanzibar, the Dreadnought Zanzibar. Alphabetically, he is, in fact, last. I had to think about that for a second. I'm like, what was the... What was the name of that one dreadnought that started with a Z? His name is Zanzibar. He has a ponytail that's rooted hair, so technically he is a doll. I I really do like this figure, the Storm Shadow. Just looking at him here in this pack, he looks so cool. These are based on the animated versions of the characters, so that's that's definitely fun. But before we get too far into this, let's uh let's see what we can learn about Tommy Arashikage himself, a Storm Shadow. In his original A Real American Hero incarnation, Storm Shadow's real name is Thomas S. Arashikage. Arashi meaning storm, and cage meaning shadow in Japanese. A Japanese American. Storm Shadow served in the U.S. Army Special Operations Group along with Snake Eyes and later invited him to train as a ninja with his family in Japan. The duo have been everything to one another from the bitterest of enemies, to the most loyal of friends, who would fight and die for one another. I think that the central storyline to all of G.I. Joe is probably the Storm Shadow Snake Eyes story. Of course, I have to mention this. There's Zorana, and there's Zartan, and there is Xandar. All these guys go ahead of Zanzibar, but Zanzibar is funnier, dude. I could have said from Ace to Zartan, but instead I went, you know, from this to Zanzibar. It's a little more fun to me, but, you know, at, at, at any rate, the, the central storyline to all of G.I. Jodum has to be these two ninjas. I I was at that Larry Hamba panel uh, the other week in, in a Concord Con, and the 
the large amount of questions people asked were somehow related to Snake Eyes, somehow related to Storm Shadow. These are these are definitely the top guys. Then you have you have like this war story with Cobra on, on, on the other side. If you want to hear that panel, I recorded the whole thing. It's currently on the Patreon. It's on support report.com if you have any interest in G.I. Joe's you know who Larry Hem is this is this is one to listen to I kid you not he talks a lot about Joe's origin storytelling toys Hasbro hanging out with wrestlers all kinds of cool stuff it's definitely super fun but um let's take a look at this storm shadow he has the he has the famous flame explosion packaging on the front and on the back there's pictures of all the different figures which is really cool Cobra Shock Trooper, Storm Shadow, Baroness, the Drone, Cobra Trooper, Destro, Cobra Commander, Major Blood, Sailor, so on and so forth. This also includes two coming soons. You have the Cobra Leader and a Commando. I wonder, I wonder who that could be. Let's take a look at the file card. Storm Shadow can trace his family history through 30 generations of assassins. He has a bad family. He can scale sheer walls with bare hands and feet, move with blinding speed, and endure unspeakable pain. Qualified expert in the longbow. Sword, throwing star, and then chuck sticks. He's an eighth degree black belt in five different martial arts. Let's let's pop this guy open, man. I can hardly I can hardly wait. I'm pulling him right off the card. We'll of course snip the file card and save that for later because it's always fun to use scissors and to snip things. He's held in here by a band around his shoulder. Let's um we'll get those Vidal Sassoon scissors. Do a snip. Snip him out, pull him out. He's on a plastic card inside of the bubble. He comes with three weapons, a bow, a katana, and then a shorter blade, of which I do not know the name. I'm not well-versed in ninja in ninja weaponry. Check this out. This this came into my head the other day, this story. My, my homeboy Devil T knew this guy who was a black belt in ninjutsu, or so he claimed. Back in the day, everybody claimed to be a black belt, but... He was only like 18, so I don't, I don't know how he could have earned it by that time. I don't even know where there's a ninja school. But but anyway, he was he was going on and on and on about his ninjadom, right? And finally, I was like, you know, let's uh let's give it a shot. Let's like let's uh, spar around a little bit. We were at the at the beach. I should have mentioned we're at Doran Beach, and I'm like, come on, bro, let's you know let's mix it up a little bit. This is back when I was a little more salty, a little younger, and like. We faced off, right? And as I came in, he threw his foot up in the air and he had sand on his shoe. He had like put his foot in the sand and scooped up a little bit and he scooped it right in my face. It hit me right directly in the face and I was blinded by the sand and he rushed in and, you know, landed a sparring blow to the face, thus killing me. And I was like, well, I guess ninjutsu is legit. I guess you're, I guess you're uh, the real life storm shadow. I think about this to the day. He threw that sand. He got me right in the face. He defeated me and I was... I was kind of happy to be defeated because it was so, it was so silly. But uh, this Storm Shadow here is like, it's dynamite. He's so nice. He's so white. A little tight, which is fine. I'd rather be tight in the joint than loosey-goosey. He, uh... It's dynamite. He's so nice. He's so white. A little tight. I'd rather be tight than loosey-goosey. I'd rather be tight than loosey-goosey. He's so white. A little tight. It's dynamite. He's so nice. He's so white. A little tight. He has five points. Two legs, two shoulders, and his head. He's more more in the line of a Star Wars than a uh, actual factual GI Joe. Let's see how his weapons go in his hand. Here's his one smaller blade. Fits in pretty good. I have had problems getting their weapons into their hands very well. They don't seem to hold the guns. They're a little uh, loose in that regard. And then his bow goes into his quiver on his back. It doesn't. Oh, there we go. Fits in good enough where you can see it over his shoulder. Man. 
this is a fun figure. I am so into this line, I gotta say. At first, I didn't think I was, but they're carrying him in the stores, and now, now I am. It's fun to go down there and get a G.I. Joe and come home, I gotta admit. I bought two. I'm not gonna talk about the other one I bought. So right now, I have two of these in a backlog that we're gonna talk about over the next couple weeks, but you never know if I go back to the store and they still have that Duke. I might buy that Duke. I just wanted to get a couple this time, not a, not a ton. You gotta save some. Gotta save some for later, but man, he is fun. His sleeves are out. It says uh, Super 7 on his back. Just, just a delightful figure, I gotta admit. I've definitely been a fan of these reaction-type figures. They're fun to have. They're fun to stand around. They're not the best for taking pictures, because they really, like, they don't move very well. Any picture you take is just gonna kind of be them, like, standing still. But they still, they look good in photographs. That's kind of my way of playing with my toys. I go outside and I take pictures of them or I take pictures of them at the uh, at the kitchen table. My, my, my gimmick right now is I got this book at a Goodwill. It's a big photo book of the Vietnam War and I'll cut out pages that have like uh, backdrops that might be like an interesting jungle scene or a village or something and I'll I'll stand my figure in front of it and take like a headshot where he looks like he's um actually in the photograph. It's kind of fun. If you use like filters to add like um like an instant, uh, like a Polaroid style filter or like an old photo filter. You can get like a pretty, a pretty interesting result. I've had, had some success with that. It's kind of fun. It's kind of fun. You get a nice result and it's kind of easy. Just sort of like cut the picture out, fold it so it stands up and, uh, there you go. Fun book. Glad I bought it. Got a uh, good one. I think it costs six bucks. It's huge. It's gigantic. If I read it, I'd know more about Vietnam than anyone would ever want to know, but I feel like I know enough know that it was terrible. Unjust war, too many people died, very sad, but gave us a lot to think about, a lot to talk about. Let's, uh, let's move forward, I suppose, into the, uh, into the next segment. We'll, we'll, we'll have fun. It'll be great. The only real American pizza made by an American. American pizza man. Masai Bindo. American pizza man. Masai All right, once again, it is on. It is me, the American Pizza Man, Icy Robots, back again to talk about pizza pies. I, I have two places here in San Rosa that I really like to get pizza at. One of them is the Round Table. Well, I also like the Mountain Mike's, but my favoriteest place of all to get the pizza in Santa Rosa is at Mambo's. Mambo's is on Mendocino Avenue. It's right across from the, it's right across from the uh, next record store. Shout out to Jerry, the crew over at the record store. Hope all is well, but, uh, the pizza there is fantastic. It's always been great. It's always been the best in my mind in all of San Rosa. When when all the whackness started last year, they were just in the midst of doing a remodel of the interior. And then there was like the lockdown, the shutdown and all that stuff. So Mambo's hasn't been open, it feels like, for a good, a good two years. But they are, in fact, open now again. It's weird, though. They've changed the entire interior. Whereas before, the place was really, like, bombed out and depleted. But, like in a completely charming way. It was, like, very nice, very, very urban-looking. Like, if you went to, like, a Berkeley or, like, someplace like that, it's, like, a pizza place you would see, like, in a hole in the wall there. But the pizza pie is fantastic. Now, though, the interior, it's completely redone. They have a bunch of TVs all playing sports. They got a new soda fountain. They've increased the seating. It's it's pretty fancy Nancy, but I do got to say that I don't mind at all. Mambo's got to get over. They got to get over. You know, they're slinging these good pies to the people at an affordable price. So they got to they gotta make a fun place for people to sit if they want to take it to the next level. I'm down. It's fine. 
I do miss the old place. I miss the old mural. I miss all that stuff. But they got a new mural. They got TVs. They got stuff. It's it's fine. What I don't like, though, is they did get rid of their uh, customer card. It was one of those deals where I think every five slices, you got a slice for free. And when you go there, I'll get a slice. The wife gets a slice. They'll get like a third slice that will split. We'll get like one of the more exotic slices. Like I'll usually get like a sausage or whatever. And then she'll get like whatever she gets. And then... We'll combine and get one of the weirder slices that they have just to, to give it a shot. Like a lot of times they've been doing these Detroit style slices. We'll get one of those. Always go for the corner. You get more edge. They're delicious. But um, you would earn customer stamps like really quick, to be honest. I felt like every couple visits you're getting a free slice and they they discontinued that, which is which is a bummer. They didn't even uh, they didn't even honor the last one, which really made me sad. But um, they still... They got to get over, dude. They had a whole period where they were completely shut down. They got to make all that money back. I get it. I cannot fault them. But I did like the customer cards. I did like it. Uh, they have special there called the Feed 4. We can get like a full-size pie, pizza pie, two toppings, and then you get a salad. Like a big thing of salad. Um, You know, you can split with like four people. Four people thing. And then they give you cheese bread. All for four. All for 20 bucks. It's the best deal around the kid. Her and her homies have recently come up on it. We've ordered it before, but it seems like it wasn't wasn't like fresh in her mind. But her and her homies are up on that now, and they've been getting the feed for like two, three days a week. They're eating those pizza pie. Back when you're young, you can eat like pizza two, three times a week. Now, once every two weeks is all your all your boy can afford. We we went to um a funeral, man's funeral, the other week, and that was that was sad. We were there, and when we left, they gave us some uh, some of the food to go. The The event was like an Italian affair, I guess. They had, you know, all these different meatballs and chickens and stuff. So we took a whole bunch of, like, the chicken chunks. They had, they had this salad with, like, chicken chunks. You could, like, add the chicken chunks in yourself. So we took, like, almost all the chicken chunks, and then we took all the meatballs. Because I was like, this food is all high-calorie food, dude. All we can take is the key, key protein. So we got those, and then... We made a pie on that Wednesday when we watched wrestling. Nice pan pizza. Not a full Detroit. It wasn't kind of thick like that. It was more of a stretched out pan pizza. And we used the meatballs. We sliced the meatballs, you know, edgewise. Like, cha, 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 cha. Put them on the pizza. And then we used the chicken. And that was what we like to call a funeral pizza now. And it was very, very good. The funeral pizza was quite delicious. And I, I tried to make the best out of a bad situation. It's all you can do. So we had that. And then... We had another pizza. We had people over. There was a bunch of people here. They had kids. Things are starting to wind back to normalcy, dude. It's getting nice. We had people over. So we, we got a, a couple of hot and readies. These are what you feed the kids. They're $5 and they're great from Little C's. I I didn't know when we went, they were offering a Batman pizza off the new uh, Super Violent Batman with Rob Pattison and Matt Reeves. They're offering a bat-shaped pizza. It's like, it's like shaped like the bat signal. And then at the end... There is like some kind of like calzone. It's like a it's like a stuffed crust, and you can like chop it up and eat it. It's that part was kind of weird. It's a little too rich for me, honestly. Very buttery, very very calorific. But again, it's a little C's. It's wonderful trash. It was great. I loved it. So we had the funeral pizza. We talked about mambos. We talked about the little C's. That's that's a bit of pizza talk. You guys got to get back to making pizzas, man. It's almost pizza season. Pizza's a nice warm weather food. We. We were thinking it might be fun to, like, get some bricks and do some masonry work and try to put, like, a pizza oven in the back, like a stone pizza oven. I don't think it would be too hard. I don't think it's going to be, like, the easiest thing in the world, but I don't think that it would be too hard. Just got to find, like, a plan 
so I know what shape I'm doing. This is all in the early talking stages. Who knows if this will actually happen, but it would be fun to have like a wood-fired pizza gimmick out in the backyard for for the nice summer months when you don't want to heat your house up because you got to jack the pizza up to like 500 degrees. You got to jack it up high to get the nice crust. You want the crust to crunch. You want that nice crunch. So you got to heat it up, but uh, it also heats up your entire house. And when it's hot already, you're dying. So it might be nice to take it outside. Then you can eat the pie outside. You know, you put some kale, you can put some garden things. Because you always grow veggies and stuff in the summer. Make some nice little veggie pizzas outside with the green peppers. Maybe slice some uh, zucchinis on there, some zucchini chunks. Cook it outside in the pizza oven. That would be great. Summer months. Summer breeze makes me feel fine. I I think we're up on it right now. Honestly, I'm looking at the clock and I think we're up on it. But uh, you guys... You got to hop over to supportthereport.com. You got to chip in a little bit to keep the show going. Got to keep the show on the road. Join the Patreon. We got weekly shows. We got At The Movies, DC Comics Universe. It's great. At The Movies is so fun. It's my favorite show right now. Just me talking about movies. Movies I saw. Movies I've seen in the past. Movie theater stories. I'm going to get into video store stories. It's definitely worth it. I would sign up. Supportthereport.com. You guys listen you want more. You need more. It's great. I've been putting some mixes on there, some workout mixes. I got a new one coming up soon about lifting weights. It's called the Horsepower Initiative. Got the hardest, most violent rhymes ever said to get you pumped up, to get you on that bench, getting swole, all that good stuff. Drop the beat on time. Shout out to everybody out there. Shout out to Earl Green, blogbook.com. Shout out to Gino Vega. Shout out to Meta Human Comics. Shout out to Engineer Nerd out there in the ether doing his thing shout out to everyone shout out to all the homies with much love from your dude icy robots we're gonna go but until we meet again if you don't like the news go out there and make some all right um man bring an organ and you know i got to have that a mystery some people listen then say we're whack but if they miss the show they get the heart attack now look at you you're sitting there biting your lip the whole world sees you as a hypocrite live out the first law and make yourself preservation if the show doesn't help you change the station if you don't want peace in the world love peace and happiness in an endless world if all you want to do is keep the whole world back you're the one that's whack and we're world's 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 famous Y'all slick blow. That's right. I see Robots Radio is a listener supported endeavor. If you like what we do here and you look forward to new programming, consider helping us to bring fun stuff every week by heading over to supportthereport.com and tossing a few pounds into the hat. It's important to support things that you enjoy. Thanks and have a great week. Supportthereport.com Everybody love everybody. Right there up on the wall. I don't think so. Incredible strength. Destro. Destro. Oh, wow. Gotta save some for later, but man, he is fun. His-